Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Waterglow Podcast. We're your hosts, Ben. And Indigo. Yay. And today we're going to be talking about flow state. Yeah, the ebb and flow of existence. Weaving in and out of the higher and lower levels of awareness, and sometimes it's go, 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 and sometimes it's stop, stop, stop. Yeah. Sometimes it's a mixture of both. Go, stop, go, stop, go, stop. Mm-hmm. And sometimes your flow gets a little clogged, and you got to work through some stuff to get to access that space again. Right, yeah. You know, like, um, that used to bother me. You Getting know? clogged? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, like... I don't know. Um, I just wanted to be in flow state like all the time. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's so fun. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, I, was just, I was just thinking about, um, I heard it, I haven't read it yet, but I, I heard about this book a while ago. Uh, it was written by a, um, a performing arts professor out of, uh, I think, University of California. I think his name was... Um, Braxton Soderman. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a book called Against Flow. And it okay. Was, it was about uh, video game design. Oh, okay. Go on. Yeah. Because, you know, flow state is uh, very common in a lot of video games. Yeah, right? that was the example you gave me that helped me understand that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, like you just reach this state where there's like no resistance between intention and action. Right. So you know, like... You just kind of zone out and... And, and flow, yeah. yeah. Like when yeah. you're playing a video game, you are controlling the character on the screen. But when you flow while you're playing a video game, it's as if you are the character on the screen. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You move without thinking. Mm-hmm. And for a long time, there was this uh, trend in video game design that, like, basically, flow is God. To like the to, yeah, it, it was like this sort of mantra yeah. type thing where it was like if users don't get into flow state it's a failing on your part oh yeah yeah no right like all, all video games should always be all about flow all the time right i mean I, I i don't know i'm not a gamer like that so i don't understand but yeah yeah it's, it, it was it was kind of a thing that was happening for a while gotcha and and th- th- this guy wrote a wrote a book that was basically explaining that that's not always what you want. Right. You know? Oh, yeah. Okay. I get what yeah. you're saying. He was, so everybody was all about flowing all the time. And he explained why, why, why clogging is sometimes necessary. Right. Right. Or exactly. slowing down. Yes. Yes. Exactly. And observing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, um, it's like, you know, th- th- there's a certain kind of satisfaction that goes along with flow state. Right. Oh, yeah. But there's it's also. It's very freeing. Yeah. Yeah, it, it really is. Um, but there's also a, a, a different kind of satisfaction that comes from overcoming anti-flow. Okay. You know, like, you know, they're like overcoming struggles. Yeah, right? it's necessary. Yeah. I mean, that's part of why we're here, right? Yeah. To yeah. learn and grow and evolve. Mm-hmm. Yep. And like, y- you can't, you can't have certain kind of experiences if you're always in flow state. Right. You can't have certain kinds of satisfaction. If you're always in flow state. Right. Yes. Yep. Yeah. And, you know, there's there's also like, um, you know, into more video game stuff. There's also like uh, a sometimes uh, this is a little bit more common in like small indie games that are a little bit more artsy. 
Mm-hmm. But sometimes it's like the the game designer just wants to convey a certain feeling. Okay, yeah. You know? Which is actually really cool. Kind of like a music musician. Like yeah. yeah, exactly. You can convey emotion through music. You could do that with video games as well. Mm-hmm. That's yep. really cool. Yeah. I, I played this one game one time, this weird, like, artsy game that was just, like, it was, um, it was very surreal, and it it was, it, it seemed like that it was sort of this abstract representation of, like, um, like the tower moment. Right, yeah. You know, like. Okay. Oh, wow, yeah, that. That would feel weird. It did. To be playing a video game and have that feeling, that intense, like, heart pounding, like, shortness of breath, like, oh, wow. Yeah. 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 And, like, the the, the game itself, like, the, the, um, the, the way it went, Mm -hmm. like, the further into it you progressed, it became increasingly more deliberately frustrating and confusing. Oh, wow. So, okay, I get what you're saying. Inten- intentionally. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. In order to convey that feeling, the the person made the game deliberately awful. That's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. And kind of messed up. Yeah. But but it was like, you know, a little art- artsy indie game, and that was kind of the point. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. Uh, uh, sluggish Moors. Sluggish Moors? Yeah. That's a hilarious game to talk about while we're talking about Flow Stage. Flow state. Wow, yes. I can't speak today. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Let's try again. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, it's was, it was, it was a good series. The guy's really cool, too. Um, he gave me a bunch of free copies of his game one time. Oh, that's I did cool. Tarot reading for him on Twitter. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I Jack, remember that. Jack King Spooner. Yeah. I think. Cool dude. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. That was a while ago. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. Flow state. Yes. Yeah. So, like, sometimes you're up and sometimes you're down. Like, it's easier to flow in the higher levels of awareness in my experience anyway. I'm sure there's people who flow really well in the lower, but for me, mm-hmm. I prefer the higher levels of awareness. Yeah. And for me, it's kind of like they're kind of the same thing in a way. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. Yes. Like I'd rather be happy, peppy, go, go, go. Um, but I've been learning how to flow in the lower ones. Mm-hmm. It's not comfortable for me at all. I, I don't care for it, but I like being able to do it. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes it it helps to flow and sometimes you need to stop and reflect. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you need to consider your actions before you take them and look around and observe your surroundings and see what the proper move is instead mm-hmm. of just flowing with it. Now, once I, I was talking to somebody about this the other day about intention. And for me, it's easier to flow when I know that my intentions are pure, mm-hmm. when I know my intentions are where I would like them to be. And again, pure to me, I define pure as authentic. It doesn't mean angelic. Right. It, it just means authentic. So like when I know that I'm going through something or facing something or working on some trauma, working through a toxic pattern, whatever, I can't, I have such a hard time flowing because mm-hmm. I know when I'm in those denser states and facing things that I, I don't like to face or rather not, but I know I need to, I know that my intentions can sometimes not be where I would like them to be, you know? Yeah. You face things that aren't very fun or are dense or like, for example, if you go through something with someone 
right? You have to face what happened, forgive the other person, forgive yourself, take responsibility for your role in it, which could look like, oh, I probably could have done that differently. Or it could look like I shouldn't have carried this as long as I have. Like, yes, what that person did was fucked up, but I should I shouldn't have carried it this grudge for however many years, months, days, whatever. Mm -hmm. I forgive myself for that. Right. Right. So like, that's what it looks like to turn and face and heal something so that you can remove the clog and start flowing again. Yeah. But in those spaces, if you don't have the awareness to do that and your first reaction or response is to place blame, project outwards, whatever, Mm -hmm. that means that your intentions are likely not where you would like them to be in order to do that. If that makes sense. Right. So for me, that's a positive clog, like a positive stop mm-hmm. is it's OK. It, I rather not flow while my intentions are not pure. Does right. that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to be skeeting my trauma all over people <laughs> like, you know. Right. Yeah. It's it's like, you know, flow state's great, but um, like just letting go and letting flow. Right. Is right. like uh, maybe not when you're in whitewater rapids. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so sometimes you just need to, you know, navigate things differently. Yeah. A friend of mine gave me that. Uh, this A friend of mine gave me an example about whitewater rapids that I'm going to share because it, the river is the perfect example of flow state, right? Mm-hmm. Like sometimes there's rocks in the river. Sometimes the water gets choppy. Sometimes the water is very, very still. Mm-hmm. But that's like the flow of life, right? Yep. And I actually was talking to a friend about something that I went through recently um, where like I was having a difficult time letting go of a friend that I knew it was time to let go of, you know, like Mm -hmm. I was like, but I I can help. Like, I know that, you know, I can help. And her example was imagine like you're going down white rapids with this person, right? She's like, do you trust the person to navigate the waters even if they fall out? And I was like, well, yeah. And she was like, so what's the problem? Like, if you were to stop and try to help this person, you then risk yourself drowning, Mm -hmm. yourself going down, and then both of you are screwed. Or you could just trust that your friend will find their way and maybe you will meet up downstream and maybe you'll go separate directions. But or maybe you'll just zoom off somewhere else and, you know, whatever. Yeah. And and that's flow state. Like you have to make appropriate decisions for appropriate roles, if that makes sense. Like if you were to fall out of your boat, I mean, I would actually know. I know that you would be able to get back in your boat and follow <laughs> down the river. So I wouldn't even have to consider stopping yeah. because I know I could trust you. And that's mm-hmm. that. Yep. But that's a great example of flow state. Anything with water, you know, like mm-hmm. let's say you have a fight with your boyfriend or, or girlfriend or partner or whatever. That's a, that's a big rock in the middle of your lake that you have to navigate around, you know, mm-hmm. just as an example. Right. And that yeah. rock will keep showing up bigger and bigger until you address any trauma that was associated with it. Yeah. Yeah. Cycles and patterns. Yes. Yes. Yeah. You, you were saying like, you know, trust the person to figure it out. Right. Yeah. Like, um, I've, I've always struggled with that a bit. Like, you know, you want to do it for him. Well, I mean, I want to help. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I, me too. Yeah. I'm, I always want to help people. Um, 
Unless they're just straight up assholes, in which I'm case, in which case I'm just like, yeah, you you can do that on your own. And you gotta <laughs> keep, you gotta keep in mind too that like when you bail people out, you're stealing their lessons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like our struggles are where we get our wisdom and our lessons from, and our growth and our strength. Right, right. And you know, sometimes like I don't know, um, I, I've I've seen a lot of people get kind of disillusioned with trust. You know, it's like, yeah. well, I trusted this person and they fucked it up, right? Right. Um, but like, I don't know. My, I I, I kind of recently went through something where it was like um, I wanted to help. And I was like, nah, I just I I can't. I need to just trust that this person will be able to figure it out. Right. right? Yeah. And uh, they didn't. And I'm just like, oh, OK. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> you know? yeah. yeah. And sometimes that's just how it goes. Sometimes that's the lesson for you. Yeah. To to give trust anyway. Yeah, exactly. And if they don't, they don't. If they do, they do. Yeah. And like, I don't know. I I I I feel like things like trust and love and, you know, the uh things like that a lot of people regret giving them when it's been like broken. Right. Right. No. I, I don't. No. Like never. Uh uh-uh. uh. And it's like, you know, I, I, I trust this person. They uh, betrayed that trust and I'm just like well can't trust that person again right okay. and you just move along yeah and you don't make new people pay for what some, somebody completely different did yeah exactly. I know that yeah, yeah. there's there's yeah. people that I I have trusted that I and never in a million years would have thought that they would have betrayed me like that ever mm-hmm. and they did and I was just like wow now removing myself from that i could i'm actually not surprised at all yeah. <laughs> while you're in it you know you got loyalty you got love you're blinded by a lot by who you want them to be and yeah you yeah. know and then <laughs> but i'm not going to like make new people pay for like why would i deny myself of connecting with somebody in that way because the last person fucked it up right like, exactly you're just punishing yourself you're hurting yourself and that's it yeah Exactly. Like exactly. It's self-inflicted suffering. Mm-hmm. Forgive both ways and move on. Yeah. The best you can. Yep. Like, Never uh, know. Maybe inviting someone new in is what you need in order to let go. Mm-hmm. Yep. It does work like that sometimes. Yep. It do be that way. Yep. <laughs> I was just thinking, like, you know, I've I've been in a couple of minor car accidents in the past, right? Right. Um, I still drive. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. I drive better than I did before. Exactly. And that's the point. Yes. You learn, mm-hmm. you adjust, yeah. and you do better. Yeah. But I, I don't get into like this like paranoid, overly cautious crap either. You know? Right. Just like I did. I did for a while. <laughs> I was driving like a mama. <laughs> I had my eyes like right up at the at the steering wheel going oh, yeah. like five under. I was like, it finally reached a point where I was like, this is fucking ridiculous. I need to drive normal. Just yes. not like yeah. an idiot. Yeah. I mean, I, I did that for like, <laughs> I don't know, a day, I think. No, I did. Yeah. I was just like, eh, nah, nah, I'm over it. Let's, yeah. Let's move on. Exactly. But, but yeah, I, I think like a lot of, a lot of people kind of get into like this sort of paralyzing paranoia oh, a lot of times. God, yes. I'm familiar with that. Yeah, where it's just like, well, this person betrayed me, so I can't trust anybody ever again. Right. Or, yep. or like, you know, kind of like that petulant teen thing where it's like, he broke my heart. I'm never loving anyone again. Yeah. 
Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I get it. Yeah. I mean, you know, and take as much time as you need to heal. Yeah. Like to to find your balance again. Like I get it. Trust. Mm-hmm. Like I had somebody betray me recently too, and it's like every new person, I have that little twinge, that moment of, well, what if they betray me? Mm-hmm. And I have to remind myself over and over again, you trust yourself. Yeah. You have no shame, no guilt. You're not hiding anything. Like, just mm-hmm. be yourself, be authentic, yeah. and let it flow. Right. If they betray you again, okay, cut them. You know how to cut people off quicker this time. You know how to yep. <laughs> to move on quicker this time. Is you know every time it gets easier. Right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's. Uh, I see that a lot. You know. People getting kind of like disillusioned and stuff and yeah. kind of falling into paranoia. Yeah. Yeah. yeah basically. But yeah. I don't know. Like, um, I've never really had that like in any way that See, I can See, but think you of. have this incredible ability to just like cut ties and move. Like, yeah. But I don't know. I, I was just thinking about like, you know, um, I've been stung by wasps and hornets and stuff in the past. Like when I was a little kid, right? Right. Got like, one time I got a honeybee caught between my toes. Yeah. But, <laughs> I remember you telling me that about sucked. that. But like, you know, I still went outside barefoot. Right. It, it's like. You're not going to stop doing what you do naturally just because one time you got stung. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It, it, you know, I, I, under, I also understood that like um, the honeybee wasn't an asshole. It just freaked out because it was crammed between my toes. Right. <laughs> You know, it just does what it does to defend itself, just right. like any instinct for any animal, bug mm-hmm. or person or whatever. Right. Anything that is alive with awareness is going to do what it can do to uh, protect its life. Right. That's that's instinct. Yes. That's like pr- one of the fundamental things programmed in our DNA is mm-hmm. to stay alive. That's the point of being here is to be alive. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yep. Yep. I, I I also understand um, how easy it is to carry around trauma from See, stuff. Yeah. And the more you carry, the slower you go, the more you clog up your flow. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's true. But I, was, I was just thinking like, you know, sometimes people find like, you know, betrayal and breakups and things like that very traumatic and they carry it around with them. Yep. Yep. So I understand that. I just... I've never really seen a point for me. See, but yeah, you could do that. Like mm-hmm. I, I I admire people who can just like set the trauma down and go. They like you can I don't know, I've watched you do this where like you take something, you go through something that would really upset me and traumatize me and probably leave me in a not good space for an extended period of time. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, oh, there's some lessons and some wisdom there. I'm going to pick those up. All right, I'm going to leave the trash where I found it and keep on going. (laughs) And I'm just like, how do you do that? Like, I'm trying to learn how to do that. And I know that that's why I keep being led into situations where I can do that. But it's just, it's so admirable to me. Like, I just, I think it's so cool because I've never been able to do that. I carry that shit around, you know, up until about three years ago, Mm -hmm. I had the weight of the world on me. And then I I had that moment of clarity and I was like, you mean I could just put it down? 
Yeah. Like I could just, I could just set it down and walk away and I don't have to carry all this weight of every mistake made every, you know, uh, resentment, every guilty thing, you know, whatever. I don't have to carry all this. Sh- Are you kidding me? Why aren't we taught this stuff? Like yep. I had bogged myself down to the point of like a deep, deep, deep depression. Mm-hmm. And I could have just set it down. Yep. Yep. But see, like, I'm still learning how to not do that. And, and that's the thing is like, we don't know to face our traumas and to heal them. Mm-hmm. Like we're not taught that. That's something that's taught in ancient cultures. That's something that's taught in the spiritual community, but all that's been pushed out of schools and stuff. So like, we're not actually taught how to be emotionally mature yeah, and how to properly deal with our emotions. Mm-hmm. We're just trained to become robots basically. Yeah, exactly. So I didn't learn all this until I was like in my early thirties. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it took me, it, it's, it was kind of weird. Like in some ways it's always been easy for me. Right. Right. But with like self judgment type stuff, mm-hmm. I've always held on to that stuff. Mm-hmm. Like up until, like you said, just a couple of years ago. Yeah. You know, and like, um, I know you, you said like, you know, this, this kind of stuff is taught in spiritual circles. I, uh, <laughs> I was just thinking like when I first started kind of like getting into like spiritual Twitter, mm-hmm. um, you know, I was struggling with some stuff, you know, um, it's like, uh, I don't know, all kinds of stuff, but, um, mostly the self judgment. Right. Yeah. And all of that. And, um, I don't know, like, uh, most of the advice that I got from, like, spiritual Twitter was just, like, this let very... Let go, move yeah, on. Yeah, this very, like, shallow, like, just let go. And right. And like, thanks. And nobody could actually explain how to do that. Right. 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 Yeah. And, like, I don't know, like, like a lot of judgment, too. Yeah. It's like, you know, let's just let go. And I'm like, I tried that. Nothing's it keeps working. coming back. Yeah. And it won't just, go. And I had a lot of people that were just like, well, fuck you too then. <laughs> so like, wow. Okay. For being, for just simply stating that you don't know how. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great way to teach people <laughs> and to get people to listen to your message, to make fun of them, demonize them mm-hmm. and tell them they're stupid. Ah, yeah. yeah. I've seen that in a couple communities before. Yes. Yes. You don't blindly listen to me and do as I say without understanding how to actually do it or why you must be stupid. You yeah. must be crazy. Mm-hmm. Yep. And man, I had a, I had a few people like, you know, when I was going through some pretty severe depression. Mm hmm. I had a few people that um, called themselves spiritual that like their their response was basically like, well, you're obviously fucking up because you're not doing things my way. Right. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, you're blocked. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. And then like just to touch on this, because somebody recently was like, I lost respect for her because she told me to move on. Moving on is a process. Yes. Letting go is a process. It's not my fault. You misunderstood that. Yep. When I say move on and let go, I mean start the process of moving on and letting go. When you know that something no longer serves you and that something is no longer meant for you, you need to start the process of letting go, which includes grieving it mm-hmm. and releasing it. Yep. Find alchemy, you know, transmute it. Turn it from a negative into a positive. What did you learn? How did you grow? What lessons did you obtain? 
you know, what can you turn into a teaching and share with others? Mm -hmm. You know, that's the process of letting go and moving on. Yeah. Like it isn't as simple as just telling someone to let go. But if they have that understanding, then when somebody says that, they might go, oh, yeah, that's probably a good idea. This is not for me anymore, so I should probably do that. Yeah. Yeah, let go and move on is not the same thing as get over it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We are not about suppression. At all. All about feeling it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's one of the things I've learned from you is how to feel it. Not to suppress it through watching you learn how to not suppress things, how to find things that you have suppressed, Mm -hmm. no denial, you know, all these things, learning how to work through it all in real time. Because, like, we have these emotional issues and traumas that we've been carrying since childhood. Mm -hmm. That first time our parents said, I'll just deal with it or get over it or that's just how it is. All these dismissive things about our feelings and we push it down. We're like, oh, okay, I'm not allowed to talk about it. That's just how people do things here. So I need to deny how I'm feeling in favor of making mommy and daddy feel better. Mm-hmm. So we learn as a child to not acknowledge our emotions and to push them down. And then as an adult, you reach a point where you're like, oh, that wasn't right. And then you have an entire lifetime of bullshit that you have to pull up and heal and transmute and turn into wisdom which for me turned out to be a gold mine like yeah look how wise i am now Mm -hmm. (laughs) because (laughs) i have stuff you know a library of stuff from childhood until you know 30s Mm -hmm. to pick apart and learn and teach from yep it's pretty awesome yep absolutely but all those things that we carry around they they clog up your flow state sometimes if you don't acknowledge and transmute them. Yeah. And that's, I mean, I, I've seen some people that just like, I don't know, it's like they just kind of reach this point and then they could just let go of everything. You yeah. Know? Um, I don't know how to do that. Um, it's, uh, so I just kind of flow as best I can in the moment. And like, I don't know, it, it, it's like my analogy for it is like, uh, like working on a car engine. Right. Okay. You just like get it running, start it out slow, then you just like start ramping up the RPMs, and then when it starts running a little rough, then you figure out what's going on. Right. Exactly. Right? And so you know, some, sometimes like uh, I don't know, I feel like that our our energy system works that way. Yeah. It's like it can take it can take like you know you can have perfectly fine flow at a lower energy state. Right. right? Yeah. And then like you start like uh, ramping things up a little bit, uh, and like knocks shit loose. <laughs> That's like, true. Yeah. Happens. Yeah. When you get to flowing really well, you can, yeah. Like, like clog pli- pipes almost mm-hmm. like you would call a plumber. Right. Yeah. And the plumber would come through and flush it out. And it, it, it could be as simple as just getting the water flowing quick enough to get all this gunk and scum out. Mm-hmm. Or you might need to actually like go in there and do some sort of like spiritual surgery. Yeah. And extract it and remove it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I get what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. And then you throw it in the trash. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't know why this just like came to me. Um so, something uh I've seen, I don't know why this just like popped in my head is something important to say. Speaking of flow state. Um 
I've I've seen a lot of people um, when they do like uh, energetic removal of things. Yeah. Um, Different people have different things that they do with it. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like, okay, I got this icky stuff out now. What do I do with it? Yeah. Right. And some people throw it to fire. Some people throw it to the sun. Mm -hmm. Some people throw it to the water. Yeah. Uh, And like I saw somebody. I saw somebody one time talking about what a terrible idea it is to send it into the earth because the earth is already busy doing other things. Uh, right? And I was just like, let's, let's think about this for a second. Um, what is fertilizer? Shit. Exactly. <laughs> the earth thrives off of a recycling shit. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so it I don't takes know. It the dead and turns it into nutrients and yeah. Yep. Yeah. So I don't know. Like, uh, Ever since I kind of had that realization, I just like anytime I remove something, I just like bury it. Yeah. You know, that's a great idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and the planet loves doing stuff like that. Like you said, it thrives. Yeah. Thrives off of tr- what we consider trash perspective. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. What's trash to the human is food for the planet. Well, I always I, I always giggle. I, I, this is so random, but I always giggle at the fact that the planet is a carnivore. Like it eats both. It, I mean, yes. it eats everything basically, but you get what I'm saying. Yep. Yep. Like, I don't know. I think that's funny. Yes. With like, whole, like, you're not spiritual if you eat meat thing. Yeah. yeah. Like, I just, uh, I want to tell a vegan, like, hey, your dinner ate my dinner at some point. Yep. <laughs> like, yes. Yep. Anyway. And also, my my Cherokee ancestors would like to have some words with you. Oh God, it's always so funny when when people are like, "You're not spiritual if you eat meat." I'm like, "Please, I want to see what's his name, J.P. Sears." I yeah, think he, I want so badly for him to do a video of him going and telling an indigenous shaman that they are not spiritual. Yeah, literally, they use every part of the animal. Mm-hmm. They turn it into medicine tools, into clothing. They eat it like. All of not a single part of that animal goes to waste. Mm -hmm. And it's like, so when people say that, I'm just like, you literally have no idea what you're talking about. Right. Like, I understand (laughs) the people who do it for animal rights. Like, I have my own argument for that. And, you know, uh, humane treatment of animals, blah, 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 whatever. Mm -hmm. But the people who say that you're not spiritual if you eat meat, they have no idea what they're talking about. Like, they've never accessed one. Yeah, they've never accessed singularity because once you access singularity, you have that moment where you're like, "Oh shit, we're all one." A yeah. fish is is of no more or less value to me. Yeah, a, a, a carrot is of no more or less value to me. A deer, you know, we all share the same consciousness at varying frequencies, mm-hmm. and most animals are probably at higher levels of awareness than us. They just can't <laughs> communicate that to us. Yeah, but. Yeah, you it, that whole you're not spiritual if you eat meat, it's bullshit. And really, there are no rules to being a spiritual person. There's no rules. You're allowed to cuss. Yeah. You're allowed to do whatever the fuck you want. Actually, the most beneficial thing you can do is to embody your authenticity, which means no rules. A rule is a clog. A rule is a rock in the river. Mm -hmm. A rule is going to redirect how you're flowing naturally. Yeah. Uh, The most embodiment. I fucking hate the term spirituality. Language limits so much. It's so irritating. Mm -hmm. But the 
the, the biggest show of embodying spirituality would be to be your authentic self in whatever form that takes. Yeah. That means no rules. Just do what you want to do fluidly. You flow mm -hmm. in your authenticity. If you're having to stop for a minute and be like, oh, am I allowed? Am I still allowed to wear this little, this cute little name tag that says spiritual if I do this? <laughs> oh no, I said, fuck, I need to go do 10 Hail Marys. You know, like <laughs> yeah. it's, it's like the same shit. Yeah. Like, like, I, I think you're per, I, I don't know. I have faith in humanity. I think everybody could live by do no harm, but take no shit without like needing a kajillion rules around how to navigate being a decent person. Right. Like if yeah. it feels good, go towards it. If it doesn't feel good, go away from it. Boom. Yeah. Done. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and yeah, you're right. There are no rules. And paradoxically, there's no rule against following rules either. <laughs> I know we could. Oh God. The flippity floppity perspective. <laughs> yes. Yes. I don't know. Yeah. I, it kind of bugged me for a while. Uh, you know, when, when I saw kind of had some realizations about how there aren't any rules really yeah um i got mad when i realized that i was like wow these fuckers really convinced us all that we need to follow their rules that's yeah. fucked up yeah i kind of went through that for a little bit and then i was just like ah well they're free to follow their own restrictive rules if they want right you know we're gonna go do our own thing yep <laughs> yes Yep. It was like you're, you're you're free to go your own way, even if that way is like blindly following someone else. Exactly. I mean, that's fine. Yeah. If you want to blindly follow someone else, then go for it. Yeah. We're over here just trying to step into the unknown and find a different way, mm -hmm. paving our own road and tr not even asking anybody to follow us. We're trying to help other people understand how to pave their own road. Yes. Like we don't want followers. <laughs> we don't want... Uh, any of the shit yeah no yeah it's not about popularity or money or anything like that yeah someone told people that i get paid for my twitter once <laughs> and i was like i would really love that check i feel like the person who told everybody that i got paid should probably be the one to pay me yes. so if you could cut that check that'd be great that would be awesome <laughs> <laughs> oh man but yeah like i don't know i'd I, I was thinking the other day, like how how many people are like you. You should follow me. You know, my way is the way, right? Right. And I'm just like, you probably shouldn't follow me because I have no idea where the fuck I'm going. Yep, <laughs> for real. We're 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 standing hand in hand, side by side, walking fearlessly into the unknown. So if you want to follow us, that's cool. I rather you stand side by side with us, not behind us. Yeah. And if you want to run ahead into the unknown, by all means, that shit, that place gets weird. Go for it. Yeah. But yeah. like, we don't know where we're going. We're just going. Mm -hmm. and Explorers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We're like Dora Explora-ing <laughs> the higher levels of awareness, the lower levels of awareness, places where people haven't gone or if they have gone, it wasn't something that was shared with the collective. Right. Yeah. Like, and I, I like synthesis personally. Yeah. You know, like I don't I don't want to consistently always be in the higher states or the lower states. I, I like both, you know. Yeah. They each have their own benefits. I prefer the higher level of the lower. I don't Generally. like going to the lower. It's not fun. Yeah. I it's just, just really like, uncomfortable. I don't want to stay in singularity all the time because that's no. uncomfortable, too. That's true. <laughs> that's know? true. There is like somebody. Oh, I can't remember who said it. Somebody the other day said something like 
I think it was Justin, the, our favorite little demon. Mm-hmm. I think I think it was him. He was like, um, you know, you got to be careful because sometimes the light can be blinding. Too much light can blind you. Yeah. And then you're in darkness for the rest of your life mm-hmm. because you've been blinded. So you got to kind of like ease into it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's so true to my experience and understanding is mm-hmm. like. If you go directly from the lower frequencies into the higher, it basically can shatter your psyche and you could end up insane for the rest of your life because of the difference in perspective. You go from, from my, from my experience, it was the world's against me. I'm a victim. I, you know, uh, all this horrible stuff has happened to me. Poor me, poor me, poor me to understanding how it all happened for me to get me to where I was and bring me into who I have become. And it's like, it's like what happened doesn't change it, but your perspective on it does. And that Mm -hmm. can, that was weird for me. It scared me. It freaked me out. Hmm. Like to have that sudden shift in perspective, it can shatter your psyche. Hmm. Like uh, too much light. Yeah. Yeah. It scares you back down into the lower and then you might not go back up. Yeah. Uh, I, I can understand that. Um, I never really, uh, I haven't really um, had that happen. I think my brain is just very well, flexible. I feel you like know. you've been chilling in the higher frequencies basically your whole life, though. Uh, more or less. I mean, I have some things that, like, I've had some points in time that were pretty low. but um, Maybe that's why I, en- I don't want to leave the higher ones. It's because I spent so long in the lower Hmm. And now I'm like, no, nah, I'm good. Mm-mm, no, I, we went through something recently that brought me down to like 2D and that climb back up was not fun. I, I don't like having to do that, but you know, it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. But I get what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, I just always kind of flowed with <laughs> mental changes. Right. Know? Yeah. Yeah. I've always been that way, I think. Like, even as a little kid, like, I would learn something, and then not long after learn that that isn't actually technically correct, but it's more like something else, and then learn that that's not actually correct, you know? Right, yeah. (laughs) And, like, you know, uh, it it never really bothered me. I was just like, oh, okay, that's that's interesting, you know? Yeah, I get what you're saying. (laughs) Yeah, and I, I think a lot of that has to do with, like, how rigid your mental models are oh if you can change them yeah 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 that's tough like you got to be able to change your mind Mm -hmm. on certain things yeah and i've never had a problem with that (laughs) yeah you're real good at that see like i was in flow state for so long like running my program if you Mm -hmm. will you know we're we're our minds are basically programmed by our parents whose minds were programmed by their parents whose minds were programmed by the you know it's just passed down yeah. And you run the same cycles and patterns. And, and I didn't know that there was another way. So like I just fluided with fluidity, moved through reality by just on autopilot running these programs, these mental programs, these patterns and cycles over and over and over. They just look different each time and they expand and grow and whatever. And um, so when I realized that you can change that, like you could change your entire program mm-hmm. and your entire pattern, your entire cycle. Like you could change all that. It was like, whoa, it was like magic to me. Basically, yeah. I was just like, holy shit, you could change your mind. Like you don't have to stay loyal 
to this mindset. Like mm-hmm. once you see that there's something more beneficial out there, something that is better for you as well as everybody else, you can actually like change it. Mm-hmm. Instead of running on autopilot, you realize, oh, I could create my own experience by changing my mind, by by moving differently. Yeah. And the, the, the weird thing about the, the whole autopilot thing is that that is its own kind of flow state. Right. Yes. You know, it is. And it's kind of like sleeping on a plane, you know, like <laughs> or a bus or a train or whatever. Mm. Like you, you just it goes from point A to point B exactly where you need it to go and where you want it to go. But you don't really have awareness of it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just I'm just thinking like, you know, it's entirely possible. I've actually been in this state before where um, just kind of like flow state, sort of like the the autopilot thing. Right. But still maintaining awareness of it. Yeah. Okay. You know? Yeah. Just like doing my thing, flowing. Um, sometimes it's like, I don't know, like higher level flow, I guess you would right. say. Yeah. Sometimes it's programmed responses and stuff. And, um, you know, I just passively observe myself going through that stuff. Yeah. You know? Right. And it's, it's really interesting. Sometimes. And you can make changes. Yeah, exactly. If you want. Yeah. And, you know, make decisions about what you want to change, what you would like to keep. Yeah, you exactly. Know? Yeah. If you're running on autopilot and it's serving you well, you're happy, you're joyful, you're peaceful, then don't don't mess with anything. Yeah. But if you're not happy, then you obviously need to take a look at your patterns and cycles and see if you could change something. Yep, exactly. That's how I did it. Like, mm-hmm. I went from deep, dark depression, like, basically had given up on myself to where I am now doing way, way, way better mm-hmm. by making one small change to my patterns and cycles daily. Yeah. And it's a ebb and flow. Like, mm-hmm. sometimes it's like... I'm going to clean everything. I'm going <laughs> to mow the grass and, you know, do all this stuff and go to the gym and all the things. And then other days it's like, nah, mm, no, nope. <laughs> yeah. you know, moving between programs. But yeah. like, yeah, one small change every so often leads to huge changes over time. Mm-hmm. And this yeah. has been years of doing this. Yeah. Yeah. And like, uh, I think like, one one thing to keep in mind with like you know making making changes like you know uh, observe and change what you don't like but but um try to figure out why you don't like it yeah you know? if you can learn to like it then why yeah. change it yeah exactly there there have been a few things that like i um self judgment issues right uh, a lot of a lot of things that um i didn't like about myself for really dumb reasons <laughs> so. like somebody told you you shouldn't yeah yeah exactly yeah that yeah yeah there were a lot of things that you didn't you claimed you didn't like about yourself that i was like please don't change that like i think it's adorable <laughs> yeah yeah and, and you know that's something to keep in mind like sometimes the things that we don't like it's because it's uh because they're not ideal some things we don't like just because um we've been of, trained not yeah. to yeah, exactly. And sometimes it's just personal taste. Right. Yeah. And it's all about you and what you want. You're mm-hmm. not there to please others. Like right. if, if I mean, if you're working with a significant other that you plan to spend the rest of your life with, that's your decision. If mm-hmm. making them happy is what makes you happy genuinely, then you're moving as one and 
you do that. But individual for each individual, it's your life mm-hmm. and it's your experience. If if what you enjoy is suffering to make another person happy, then don't change anything. But if right. you can find a way to where you can both be happy without anybody suffering, then make the appropriate changes. Like, right. I don't know. I just think uh, changing for other people is the dumbest shit ever <laughs> because there's somebody out there for everyone as they are authentically. Like mm-hmm. we, you and I got lucky. Like mm-hmm. we are perfect for each other in every single way. On every level. Yep. And I have never had to change anything about myself to make you happy. You Mm -hmm. have never had to change anything about yourself to make me happy. But natural changes for the better occurred as a result of us making each other happy. Yep. Yeah. Like when when you are in a safe environment to be your authentic self, you bloom. Mm -hmm. And that is what is... I I would encourage anybody to look for if you're if you're looking to do this journey with a partner, look for a place that where it's safe to be yourself. Yes. Where you don't have to change. Then mm-hmm. you are going to boom into and in, who you better than you could even imagine you could be. Mm-hmm. If you could find a safe space to be your authentic self where you where you don't have to change anything, you will just blossom. Right. I don't even know where I was going with that, but I was in flow state. It felt relevant. Somebody <laughs> needed to hear it. Like, yes. don't change who you are for anybody unless it is what makes you happy. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And that, that's something that I kind of went through recently was like uh, kind of realizing that a lot of my um, helpfulness, right? Right. Um, was like, Covering for my own insecurities. Yep. Yeah. You know, yep. I had one of those mirror moments where I, like, yeah. looking in the great mirror and it was just like, you know, open my third eye. And then uh, it was just like the universe was like, just, just like, Hey, uh, you know how you're always trying to make people happy. Uh, it's because you think you suck. And that's the only way that you think that you are uh, a good person. Yeah. And I was like, shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I should and, probably change that. Yes. Yes. But like, I don't know. I've got, uh, I've worked through that. And kind of like come to the realization that uh, I can still like making people happy. Right. You know, it's still something that I value about myself for different reasons now. Exactly. It's because I like it, not because I need it for whatever reason. Exactly. Yep. It's it's just a shift in perspective and understanding. Yeah. Anyway, where were we? I don't even know. Our kid just like busted out. <laughs> like he came running, running up to us. Oh, are you guys doing a podcast? Are you guys? Do-? I was like, it is nap time. <laughs> like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Oh, goodness. Speaking of flow state. Yeah. <laughs> he is ready for his own podcast. He asked us the other day if he could be on it with us. And I was like, when you learn how to speak. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, I mean, he can talk, but you get what I'm saying. Like. Yeah, at some point I should get some more microphones. Yeah, definitely. Yep. That was funny. Yep, yep. Flow state. Yes. Ebb and flow. Yep. I have no idea what we were talking about. I don't know either, but... um, That was hilarious. Yeah. Sorry yeah. for the abrupt change. <laughs> we're not editing anything, so... Yeah, whatever. I mean, our post-production is non-existent. <laughs> converting and uploading. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. it. Yep, I just like, you know... 
uh, I mean, this is basically like live base. More yeah, or less. we just record straight through. Like, yeah. I don't know if you can. I don't remember if you could hear it in the podcast. Can you like hear my like I can hear a click in my headphones. It's like beep. I wonder if you could hear that there. Anyway, we Sometimes. don't do any editing at all. Yeah, we just stop and go during recording like we just did. Yep. And then we upload it. That's it. Yep, yep. It's it's very the rambles serve a purpose. Yes, yes. That maybe one day you'll get to experience. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I barely remember what the episode was on. Uh, flow. flow state. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's right. Yep, yep. Anyway, flowing. Yeah, see, that's what happens when you flow. You don't hold on to things. Mm-hmm. So, like, sometimes you don't remember because why? Yeah. Why look back? Exactly. When yeah. you're really in flow state, you don't remember. You don't foresee. You're just in the present moment moving. Yeah. Yep. From present moment to present moment. Yes. Yep. And, you know, it's nice sometimes. Sometimes I like, you know, I don't know. I like the mental realms. Yeah. I don't like being stuck in my head, if, but if, I like using it. If you oh. don't have positive thoughts, no, that's a that's a terrible way to put it. Okay, if you if you are not mindful of your thoughts, the mental realms can be terrifying. Like if you don't uh, keep up mental maintenance, if that makes sense. Like mm. I don't know how to explain this. When I first became aware of the mental realms, I was like, "This place is terrifying," but it's because <laughs> my mind was terrifying. I had to reprogram my mind to not go to scary places when mm-hmm. dealing with new and unknown things. And once I was able to do that and healed my trauma, because trauma shows up as demons, basically, like yeah. big, scary, don't want to face it type stuff. Mm-hmm. And so it can make the mental realms scary. You have not had to deal with that because you're basically, you were born fearless and, you know, oh, for no. the, I know, I know, <laughs> but I know that you did not have to suffer the scary mental realms the way I did, you know, like heaven and hell are states of mind. Mm -hmm. They're not places you go. They're states of mind. Right. And there are people who are living in hell every single day. Mm -hmm. And those people are a great example of one of those people is the kind of people who tell you that you're going to go to hell if you don't do things their way or don't do things God's way or whatever. Those people live in hell every single day trying to control other people. Yep. That sucks. Mm -hmm. That's a horrible way to be. Yep. For me, I feel like I live in paradise every day because I don't do stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I don't try to control what I what I know with full certainty I cannot control. I do my best to redirect my thoughts. Mm-hmm. I have my little mental battles and I move on. Yeah. I always win because it's me versus me. <laughs> yes. You know, like the mental realms are fun when you learn how to navigate them. Yes. I think that that's what it is. It's like, you know, I've been stuck. Uh, I, I was stuck in my head. Um, uh, I, I think up until like, what, like a few months ago when I had my Kundalini activation. Yeah. You and I like switched. Yeah. Like I lived in flow state nonstop mm -hmm. and you lived in your head and then I started living in my head and you started flowing. Yeah. That was, that was really odd. But yeah, like up until like, you know, whenever my Kundalini thing was like, I lived in my head 24 seven. For, ever since I was about four. Yeah. So I'm very used to navigating the mental realms. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And it's new to me. Well, newish. Yeah. 
Like, I started living in my head like three years ago, something Mm -hmm. like that. Once I became aware of it. Yeah. And then you started flowing. Mm -hmm. I started learning how to navigate the mental realms. You started flowing, learning how to flow. Yeah. Yeah. It was wild. Mm -hmm. And me having never been in that space, it was unknown to me. Yeah. Yeah. And you can't actually like teach another person how to navigate their mental realms because it's theirs. Right. You would have to. Everyone's mind is different. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It it would be like calling, you know, calling up a stranger and being like, how do I get to my own bathroom? Right. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. I don't live in your house. That's a great example. (laughs) That's actually a really good example. Like you can't, you, you can only, it's like that saying, like you can only save yourself. Nobody's coming to save you. So Mm -hmm. you, you better do it yourself. Yeah. It's just like that. Like I can't save anybody else, but I can show them how I saved myself mm-hmm. and hope that they can learn how to save themselves based off of what they see. Yeah. Same with me- navigating the mental realms. Like mm-hmm. I could probably assist somebody whose mental realm is similar, whose yeah. psyche and mental state is similar, but mm-hmm. I can't just hop in there and do it for you. Right. Unfortunately. Yeah. Anyway, that's that's uh, th- there's this very widespread thing, a phenomenon, I guess, where in general it seems that most people want like copy paste answers to things. Boring. Yes, and you know, I think a lot of that's just like how the education system works. It's like oh yeah, memorize facts and yeah. regurgitate them. Yeah, exactly. And you know, the first time I kind of ran into that was like um, when I started taking calculus in college. Right. And I started taking the classes, and I was like, "Holy shit, math finally makes sense! This is amazing!" <laughs> You're right. Right. And like you know, a, a whole bunch of like almost all the other students were like, "Well, what's the right answer?" And I was like, "Well, there's an infinite class of right answers." Right. Which which one of those infinite class of right answers do you, are you talking about? Right. And they were like, what does that even mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because be the public way. education system has failed yes. its children, period. Yes. yes. Like, you, you know. were you were uh, probably the only homeschooled person in a class full of indoctrinated kids. Yeah. Or people, adults. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's why all of their answers were exactly the same, whereas mm-hmm. yours was like, oh, whoa. Yeah. Now it all makes sense. Yep. I actually saw the same thing happen in uh, programming a lot, too. Like, my first uh, programming job, Mm -hmm. I'd see people just, like, copy and paste code off of, like, Stack Exchange and, like, put it in a program that's supposed to be, like... Custom. Yeah. And, and, like, you know, production shit for, like, banks. (laughs) And they're just (laughs) copying other people's stuff. Yeah, copy-pasting shit they found on the internet. That's wild. (laughs) Like, whoa, what in the hell are y'all doing? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious that's like yeah i get what you're saying yep yep mm-hmm. i'd constantly see things i was just like uh what why is this program doing this it's, it's, that's not that's not even remotely right i mean like well i just copied it I was like, why right. all the people <laughs> who went to college and got a degree yes are doing things exactly the same as the people who went to college and got a degree before them mm-hmm. whereas the person who has not been indoctrinated or programmed to think a certain way is figuring out other more authentic and customized ways mm-hmm. like and way more efficient new too and more efficient and yeah. moving better we were talking about that the other day we were t- we were talking about quantum entanglement and uh Schrodinger's ripple uh 
with the Schrodinger's cat? No, the ripple formula. Oh, no, no, the, oh yeah. Uh, um, yes, yeah. The 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 wave the the wave, wave function. function. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, and I I was telling him like, could you imagine like with quantum physics, it it, it seems so advanced to to the untrained mind, like. Mm-hmm. It's way beyond our ability to understand unless we go to school for like 20 years, which is not actually accurate at all. Mm-hmm. If you were to bring in an untrained mind with a room full of quantum physicists, we'd probably be propelled hundreds of years into the future with, yeah. with quantum physics <laughs> because mm-hmm. you have a, a bunch of indoctrinated people with one person who has not been indoctrinated, who has the ability to think outside of the programs that were the the programs that were put into their mind to run the site the standard stock cycles and patterns of the people who taught them mm-hmm. yeah and, and so on like, and so forth yeah and well specifically in quantum physics there was like kind of this huge problem for a long time it's finally breaking but like there was this really bad thing that happened where like uh there were there were a lot of like speculations and interpretations of like what it means like right. here's the math here it works obviously right because you can measure it and it matches measurements um what the hell does any of this mean right right what like what is the wave function made out of kind of questions right Right. Oh, okay yeah <laughs> and like um uh nobody could really come up with a a really good answer right so the general consensus was Shut up and calculate. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Fortunately, a lot of people are kind of like finally, finally starting to buck against that. That's good. Yeah. I, th- I think that, I think his name's Sean Carroll. Like, uh, anyway, yeah, a lot, a lot of people are like basically like this is ridiculous. We need to actually look into this shit because we're kind of stuck. Right. We're not making a lot of progress. The most progress we've had was like, I don't know. CERN validating some stuff that we thought might be the case, maybe. <laughs> right. And like, but like, but no even new that, theories. Like, yeah. They just wanted to go back to old programs and mm-hmm. old theories instead of formulating new ones, instead right. of allowing people to think outside of what's known. Mm-hmm. That's how we move forward. We think outside of what is known. Right. And when we're continually passing down the exact same thinking, the exact same programs, the exact same indoctrination, the exact exact same cycles and patterns, mm-hmm. we stay within the known. Yep. And we never evolve. Yep. Just keep running the same shit over and over. It just looks a little different. And if you're if you're nanite, if you're if you're not aware yet, it all looks different. Mm-hmm. you're not aware that you're doing the exact same thing over and over and over because you're not self-aware yet. Right. <laughs> but when you wake up, you're going to realize, oh shit, I've been doing the same shit over and over every single day for years. Mm-hmm. I should probably do something different. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like you know, the early 2000s, like how like literally every movie was like a reboot or. Yeah. Oh like, God. It's just like the same on. shit over yeah, and over. Exactly. Literally zero creativity we're gonna take this cartoon and do a live action instead of dreaming up something new a new story yep and they're all the same exact story just slightly altered Mm -hmm. yeah yep basically anyway Anyway, 
That was a weird episode. I think we should do another one on flow state and ebb and flow at some point that focuses more on that, but well, that's whatever. Kind of, that's kind of antithetical, isn't it? That's true. <laughs> that's true. So yeah, this episode is what flow state looks like. It's basically like uh, consciousness Stream without of consciousness. its ADD meds. Yeah. Like, I mean... <laughs> with... with, with an occasional toddler interruption. It was occasional toddler interruptions. Yeah, that, yep. exactly. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yep. Yep. Have a great day or night. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Waterglow podcast. You can find us at podcast at podcast.waterglow.net. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Samsung Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Amazon Music, TuneIn, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, pretty much anywhere where you find podcasts, we're probably there. If you want to support the show, become a patron on patreon.com slash waterglow. If you'd like to contact the show, you can email us at podcast at waterglow.net. Thank you for listening, everyone.